When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Come on, son. No. It's episode 20, season 8 of the Fighting God podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got Wendy. Hello. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> we just, we, we've just beat West Ham, and that's all you got. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. How's everyone been? Good. Yeah. Good, mate. Enjoying being a Spurs fan at the moment, or. Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. We're, we're winning games. Like we, this is champions, cha- championship winning form currently. Yeah, isn't this our best start to a Premier League season? Best start to the Premier League season ever. Why is everyone so sort of forlorn? A little bit kind of, it isn't good enough. We want more. It's all very low key, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it feels like we're just grinding out results. And hats off to Pochettino for managing to do that with the injuries we've got at the moment. No signings haven't been made in the summer. Everything with the stadium is rumbling on, and yet. Adam Crafton of the Mail on Sunday said Tottenham were very efficient. Poch considered the lack of transfers, injuries and stadium is doing the best job in the Premier League. Do you think that's a fair shout? I mean, if it's a fair shout, it's a fair I shout. mean, it's an argument that can be made. I think it's, I think it's, it is a fair shout, yeah. You're saying Poch's best manager in the Prem? Well, for everything that's happening at the moment, uh, like with our transfer over the summer or lack of... For playing uh, our home games at Wembley again and, you know, some of our cup games away from Wembley. Um, our injuries at the moment as well. There's, there's, there's quite a lot there. I mean, everybody else has had, a, you know, a fair crack at the whip uh, with uh, bringing in players, playing in their own ground and things like that. And, yeah, other people will probably have injuries as well. But I think he's doing uh, incredibly well. And especially with the start to our season. Like, I, like yeah, you can say... How can, can you how can you complain? Uh, um, in which, when you're looking at uh, the facts, you, you can't really. But there are parts of other seasons, like last season, season before, where we were playing incredibly beautiful football, and you were just seeing everything pan out on the pitch. About all the instructions and everything that everyone was told to do, you could see it. Um, this season has been a bit of mixture of. Um, Formations and tactics because we've had to adapt because of players being out and stuff, um, and so, you know so, some other things figuring us out a bit from last season. So there is uh, we've adapted well, and we're getting we're getting points on the board. Wendy, what 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 do you make of the result? Do you, was it fair? Do you think West Ham deserved something? It was a very close game, and it 
it probably could have gone either way. But I think we did just about enough to win. I, th- I thought as a as the away side, we we did exactly what you'd expect a, a good away team to do, which was we were resolute at the back largely, and that was in part due to Larice, who made some brilliant saves, and we were effective when we needed to be at the other end we, we probably could have created more it was perhaps the only disappointment from the game that we didn't create more chances but having said that West Ham defended really well themselves I thought Diop looks an absolute player he's, mm. he's 21 that centre-back he yeah. marshalled Kane superbly um, they weren't expecting him to start Diop I know he's got good form I want to say to lose but I might be wrong he, he's uh, in and amongst the fr- fr- French international squad he's a captain of his French side um, at 21 uh, Balbuena who, who, who was much more of a kind of uh, they were unsure about him because he came from South America only 3.5 million were they sure uh, you know, that he was going to be able to come into the Premier League and play the way he has been playing those two have started and have defended well and I think people have been looking at West Ham at the start of the season and thinking that these guys are going to get run over they've spent too much money they've bought too many players it's not going to flow and and you know, taking my Spurs hat off for a second, I think we were good for the win, but also fortunately could have, like you say, could have gone either way. And thanks to Hugo Lloris, because without him, it would have definitely, definitely been two huge saves. saves. The, the the tip from Arnautovic, um, just, I mean, how he got to that, was in, it was incredible. But the better save, in my opinion, oh, yeah. Yeah, was totally. the one late on. Arnautovic went through, they cut us open like a knife through butter. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That is your favourite one, the one where he came out and it got, was more impressive. got down. Because the one, the, the tip was brilliant, but that's one for the cameras. Yeah. The one where he rushed out, it doesn't look anything special, but then you sort of see how quickly that action takes place. And it was insane how quickly he, he, he read the play, he, yeah, he reacted, perfect. and he, he made an incredible save. And, and uh, you know, like, like I said, that, that, that was in the last minute or two. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that would have been one, one all, and there would have been. Letting off more smoke bombs. What do you think? <laughs> but the greatest thing about it is how much it meant to them. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, we talked about this last week. It's not, you know, I respect West Ham. I respect their fans and all that sort of stuff. But they're obsessed. They're absolutely obsessed with beating us. And they're obsessed with this, this rivalry that exists on, on one form, like off the pitch maybe somewhat. But like, just as a pair of clubs yeah. there is no comparison between Tottenham and, and, and West Ham and who are who is the bigger club of the two I, I thought um, I thought it was uh, it, it was quite embarrassing because not because that the, uh, the smoke bomb was thrown uh, onto the pitch and it was an offside but it was thrown onto the pitch for an equaliser <laughs> like uh, like if Spurs had played Arsenal and Ch- or Chelsea um and we'd thrown a smoke bomb onto the pitch to, to draw level, I'd have been like, fucking hell, man. If it was a 2-1 or, like, getting a winning goal, 90th minute goal, where, where we going to win, then I'd be like, hey! Yeah, yeah. But, like, drawing level... You know level, what it reminded like, me of? Fucking it's like, hell. whatever kid had that in his pocket, he, he was itching. Yeah. Itching yeah. to let it go. Yeah. He's itching to let it go. It's like going on a night out and you've got a gram of quality ching in your pocket. He's <laughs> <laughs> itching to get it out. <laughs> Burning an hole in his pocket. Yeah, burning, burning, burning up for the first sip of alcohol, and that's where I can get in the toilet. Now. That's what it, it struck me. Like, I'll just bung it on the bung it on the fucking pitch. It was perfect. He's got that kid, whoever it was, is going to now get a three year ban. I think there was a couple that went off, weren't there? There was different colours. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it was. And they, they, so this is what it is. They went into that with a kind of we want to be like we're we're a bit naughty. We're like a legitimate football club. We're gonna. <clears throat> do, do this naughty, naughty they've got bubble machines exactly. and they went off as well they, yeah. did, did they go off yeah they bubble machines <laughs> are going off as well <laughs> quick smoke, everything smoke and bubbles get it all gone <laughs> everything get it going uh, and then obviously look it wasn't even a debatable issue he was, like, <laughs> he was offside by about two feet maybe yeah the flag went up almost as soon as he became interfering with play. As soon as he touched the ball, the flag went up. What? Like, what are you? And are they, you heard the whistle as well. Yeah, I, I know. Get my head around it. That's the thing as well. As soon as they, when the ball went in the back of the net, there was not one bit of me that was like, oh no, because I knew it, it was offside and I knew it had been called. But they didn't. <laughs> they still, <laughs> but let's throw. But quite was, a way away from the linesman, to be fair. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. No. <laughs> We've got big screens, Chris. Big screens. Um, they we, saw it. We can't talk about this game without talking about Eric Lamella. Um, he's on fire at the moment. Seven goals, three assists in nine games, most of which he hasn't even started. Um, 
or at least half of which he hasn't even started. First league start since coming back, I think. Um, incredible stuff. Like he, he, he's showing us finally what what he's all about. I think there's been a, a section of Spurs fans who have been really behind him for for a long, long time and kind of back him in everything he does and maybe sees the quality in him. And then another section of Spurs fans, Ricky, who don't don't think he's good enough. Yeah. Because that's right. Of all the money we spent on him. That's right. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm happy to say, eat my own words. And say sorry. No, I'm not saying that. Say sorry No, no, it's my opinion, so that sticks, mate. That That's was your opinion. opinion. It's not yeah. anymore. Sorry. Say, don't all right. say sorry for your opinion. All right, don't have to say sorry. Just say I was wrong. <laughs> no, because <laughs> because if I, because then that opinion was like I was wrong about that opinion, but I'm, I'm coming round to the idea. It's kind of things like if you tweeted something racist when you was 11. Yeah. And now you're like, well, that's when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, Where I yeah. didn't understand as much as I do now about the world. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about his return? He was great. Um, he's doing all the things that we've wanted to see him do regularly. And it's just not, it's just so nice to see him actually playing at a level that we'd come to, we'd come to well, we'd hope that he'd get to at some point. Um, he, he just, he sees things half a second quicker than a number of our other players Ericsson's the only one who, who does equally well um, but he can also do things that others can't do he's, he's just the weight of pass the kind of clever reverse balls um, this is tenacity as well but that's what I was going to come on to say he's, he's also got that added bonus of being a feisty little bugger who won't let anything drop I love the way I love it when he comes from the, the wrong side of the player and nicks the ball mm. and doesn't get a foul call because that's so rare yeah. he does it he toe pokes it away he manages to do it so often yeah he's reading the, the kind of body language exactly. of the player in front of him yeah. he's actually much more intelligent as well his reverse balls are quality yeah. do you think it's his, it's his haircut isn't it it's, it's, it's like since he's become like he got rid of all the stupid fucking hair yeah. and just got on with a proper little crop like, yeah. no, no mucking about. He's still got a little bit of like the old shitness, like the carved line into his head. Yeah. But since then, he's come back, and I think actually, jokes aside, he's. I think he's. There's a level of perspective after his brother was really badly injured. He's come back into the side, and he talked about this in in an interview. I want to say the Guardian, and uh, he said like you know football isn't as important anymore yeah. and it's not the be all and end all and I think perhaps in the past he was trying so hard to impress he so wanted to live up to all the hype now he's just playing football because you know there's perspective there isn't there he's, his brother nearly died his brother's going to be um, you know uh, disabled for the rest of his life he can just play football with a bit of freedom now and be grateful for what he's got and I think we're seeing that a little bit he's got a start I think, uh, like, physically, the physical change in him as well. He looks massive. Steads, you saying? No, 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 I ain't saying that. I ain't saying that, bro. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's, uh, he just looks, like, when he first came to us and, and when, he, when he had a few injuries, he was always kind of like, um, he had that definition um, and looked like a, like a, a strong whippersnapper running round. But this time he looks like he's bulked up, like he's on the bail diet or something. Mm. He just looks really strong definitely, and um... definitely steroids. <laughs> but, there's no, but yeah, there's no way. I mean, allegedly, I don't know anything, right? But there's no way. Does that work? It, yeah. the, no, right. I, it's of my opinion that there could be a chance that yeah. Gareth Bale steadied up to his eyeballs. Look at him. He went from a boy to a fucking beast, a Hulk. It's like Ronaldo did the same when he was at United and went to Real Madrid. Yeah, something going on there at Real Madrid. But, uh, well, clearly they didn't do anything for Modric. They tried. Yeah. <laughs> they filled him to these gills. His hair just grew longer. <laughs> Nothing happened. You're doing it wrong. His head just got slightly more bulbous. <laughs> uh, sorry, Rick, what did you say? No, I just think kind of... Um, it's that confidence of, of being uh, physically big and having that uh, that confidence to to kind of I don't know carry off what you what you were trying to do, what you're trying to do running at players and things like that. I just think he is um, he's just like looking really impressive. Wendy, there's a beautiful moment just after we scored. I'm going to come on to Sissoko's involvement in that game as well, but just after we scored, where he, he had the ball on the right hand side and he dinked it over Creswell and just he. Putting across the cane, cane couldn't do much of a difficult situation, but it was such a moment of class. He does have so much 
there's a, there's a mercurial aspect to his play that's really exciting. You really sort of fancy him to beat any player one on one. If he if he can isolate a fullback, he's got the ability to get around them. The problem is he then doesn't quite have the pace to get away from them every time, so he ends up releasing the ball quite quickly. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but that's probably the only thing that will hold it. Well, not the only thing necessarily, but that's one of the main things that will ever hold him back from being absolute elite level. I mean, he won't get to like a Gareth Bale or a Ronaldo level because he, he can't get away from players but he's got so many qualities that we lack in other areas of the squad so he's a brilliant brilliant player to have he said that uh, he has to hold back in training due to his injury issues he's sort of training at 80% but he wants to reserve that for the game time and, and be 100% there Pochettino said that he needs to manage him he's had these chronic hip problems uh, back problems he's had lots of injuries and I don't think any Footballer recovers from that wholly, and, and it is about managing him and, and ensuring that he is able to perform for Spurs. And I think Pochettino is aware of that. I think Pochettino manages him differently psychologically as well, because if you notice, he barely ever gives him any praise in press conferences. If any um, journalist asks a question specifically about Lamella, he's very faint with the praise he'll give him. He, he sort of basically says, yeah, he did well, but one step at a time, kind of thing. He needs to build on this, become regular. And I wonder if I he's the fair, kind of character. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. But I wonder if he's the kind of character that could get carried away potentially and needs to be reined in a little bit. Mm. And in which case, brilliant man management from Pochettino. I think as well when you you were saying uh, Poch was saying that when he uh, talks about football and there's a there's a thing he always says, oh, like football's not stressful. It's it's, it's like it's, just, it's the game. Like yeah. it's not the stressful bit. And I think like with speaking to Lamella about his. You know his brother and his personal problems and injuries and stuff like that. Just saying, like football's just a game. It's the, that's not the stress. It's like your family life or your yeah. environment and stuff like that. Worry about uh, your mental well-being and things around you that like really matter. Football's you know it's, it's just a passing thing in your life. And then I think if you kind of relax a bit and focus and don't get so hit up that you haven't been. Uh, you know that you're not man of the match or scoring or people on your back or whatever, then, then you can start playing with a bit more freedom. Sissoko loves a game against West Ham, doesn't he? Like he's most famous at Spurs for for uh, Mark Noble uh, standing yeah, up to yeah, him, yeah. and he's like, "Get away from me, you dweeb!" Um, but he had probably his best game in a Spurs shirt. He was, it's been said that uh, from Spurs fans that that was his best game. I think it might have been down to the fact that he assisted a goal, and it was genuine quality that he displayed a little yeah. bit. And we've been waiting for that. To, to turn the turn Cresmel inside out on the left hand side, and then to deliver a lovely little cross for, for Lamella to nod in. His left peg as well, wasn't it? It was his left peg as well, and he looked for it as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, what the fuck's going on here? Because every time, every time Sissou goes, goes down a wing, I'm like, just please, just please let this work out. Just this one time, just make it work out. And he did him. He's not only done him, which was difficult in that sense. Like, done yeah. Creswell, that's difficult. I mean, although he sold himself massively by leaping, he just cut it back, and he looked up and he's like, oh, he's in the box. Oh, there's Eric. I'm going to put it on his head. And he did. <laughs> he did it. It was beautiful. Um, what did you think of his performance overall, Wendy? So two, two things about that goal. Firstly, I really like the way that him, he, he um, the way he linked up with Trippier. So the, when he had the ball, Trippier passed it into him and you'd expect Trippier then to be the one to run up the line and get on the end of it and, and put something in. But of course, that doesn't work with Trippier because he doesn't make those runs up the line. Instead, he's a brilliant passer. So Sissoko clocked that, thought, OK, I'm going to be the one to burst up up the line mm. gave it back to Trippier off he went stretched his legs he's gone up the line Trippier picked out a lovely little pass to him over the top over the top yeah perfect ball um, I really I, I really appreciated that kind of ingenuity to think no Trippier's not going to want to run mm. I'll, I'll do this like, yeah. I'll take the, I'll take the initiative here and then also um, Felipe Anderson's defending was absolutely horrendous if you watch it from a Spurs so, so was that it, he cut back and that was Anderson that died yeah, sorry yeah, I thought he, it was Creswell no it was Anderson, he didn't get tight enough so he, he didn't track Sold himself massively. Didn't, didn't get tight enough, then sold himself. And, I mean, Anderson's kind of quite famous for being a hard-working winger. That was horrific defending. And don't get me wrong, from the Spurs perspective, it was great. Sissoko did really, really well. I was thrilled for him because, like you say, it so often doesn't work out. But from a West Ham perspective, you'd just be livid at Anderson for just, yeah, giving that weight, basically. So are we, are we now all agreed that Sissoko should be in and around the first team? No. No, nor am I. No. I thought his performance actually was 
massively overstated. Get, because, get him the fuck out of our football club. Is that yeah. what you're saying? It, the thing is with Sissoko, he tends yeah. to either, he tends <laughs> to do one thing well and then another thing badly. So in this game, he was really good going forward. I thought he kind of played as a spare man in in a midfield three. And when the loose balls came to him, he just charged forward and he was great. He committed their players. They didn't know what to do with him. But he did let himself down defensively a couple of times. So, notably for the, I think Snodgrass had like a cross shot thing in the first half, which is probably their best moment. Yeah, that came from Sissoko not tracking his man. And then the the big the, the, the chance where Lloris made that diving save from Alnautovic mm. again that was Sissoko giving the ball away in the right back area. So right. he did let himself down at the other end. He tends to either do well defensively or well attacking, and doesn't put a whole game together where he's good at both ends. Do you remember when you used to um, write up, up blog articles about how we concede these goals? <laughs> yes. I mean that just sums up what everything you've just said. He's got to a good game. He's no, not going to. It's going to be rare. It's going to be rare. So yeah. you've just got to hold on to these things and think. Do you know what? It's all right. Artistic license. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a great cross. Don't get me wrong. And he was he was mostly fine. <laughs> Which is that's that's great for Sissoko. I do think we tend we now we now would judge him on a different scale to other players. It's like the kind of Spurs player scale for ratings and then there's a Sissoko scale he's, he's kind of a comparable le- uh, level to kind of Sakura back in yeah, the day yeah, yeah. at totally. that time they would have had a, a, a relative impact I think yeah um, what, what, why, why do you think can you, I know Rick sort of mentioned this at the be- uh, answer this in the beginning but why do you think that, that, that it, the mood around Tottenham despite us being what is it two points off top not, that it isn't quite right at the moment what, what, what do you think it is? is it is it the fact that we didn't sign anyone in the summer is it the fact we don't have a stadium is it the fact of the in- injuries and the form is it all of those things that well around the club from from a supporter's perspective you're looking at them thinking right we're getting over the line but we're not playing the, we're not playing the way that we want our team to be played that's it I think if one of those things had been switched so if we had a stadium or if we'd signed a couple of players in the summer or if we were playing great football we'd probably be on cloud nine right now but none of those things have happened we're all feeling a little bit but shouldn't we be grateful we should be grateful though we should, we should be, grateful be grateful of, the, of, of what Pochettino has done and the team that continues to get results without playing well we should be grateful for Harry Kane we should be grateful now for Harry Winks as well I mean, um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's difficult, but there's a bit of doom and gloom still. And I think we need a couple of big wins. So big win against Man City would do lovely. That would be lovely. That would be a kickstart. I think we're dicking. I think uh, with with uh, like with previous seasons, uh, Kane, Eriksson, uh, Delhi. Um, when when one of them isn't firing, it it upsets it upsets that like kind of. Uh, that they they three playing uh, up front and it's kind of like they they misread the passing and it just isn't clicking and at the moment we've had Kane that's been at the World Cup he's come back and there's a lot of question about how fit he is and things like that and certain photos appearing that you could argue <laughs> about body. his fitness yeah exactly um uh, and Delhi's been out. Ericsson has been out for a few do, weeks do, do now. You know how, how significant losing Delhi Ali and Ericsson is to any side? Yeah, I, well, this is. I think this is the. And we've won. Like, what? Aren't seeing. And Vertonghen as well. And Danny Rose now. And Danny Rose. So, wait, how long is he out for? Well, don't know, but a while. Rose is out. Couple, as couple well. weeks, apparently. All right, well, but we like you take you take out Ericsson Delhi Ali, one hundred percent starters to every game if they're fit. Yeah. You take them out, Vertonghen, one hundred percent starter every game. Yeah. You're taking three key players out of a unit. There, we're gonna that any something's got to suffer. The performances might suffer, but we're still getting results. That this isn't the Tottenham of old who does that. And Sonny was at uh, Asian Games, wasn't it? So it's kind of like it's. He, he didn't. He, he was on the bench and didn't start, did he? No. Uh, sorry, he didn't he? Didn't come on. He's definitely not himself. At the moment, so but you you tweeted recently about him seeing something in yeah, him. Yeah, there's, there's signs of him getting it back, but he's he's just not quite there. Yeah, I think he hasn't scored for it's something crazy. Like, 17 yeah, games, games, seventeen games. But 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 this is a good thing. Instead of thinking about it in yeah, a negative yeah, way, absolutely. this is a, this is a good thing because we know the player that Sonny is. We know the players that Ericsson and, De- De- and Delhi are. Uh, and we know the impact they're going to have when Spurs returns to form because there's no chance that this this group of players and the manager we have in the helm aren't going to be able to turn it on in certain games. We can, we yeah. will, and we have to because we've got PSV on Wednesday. 
um, which is a must-win game this early on in the most extreme. I mean, even if we win both of these games against PSV, there's still no guarantee that we're going to go through. I think we need a result at the new Camp to, to make it certain. We've got to beat Inter at home and we've got to get a draw in the new Camp in order yeah. to make it certain. You know what? Yeah. We're fucking going to do that, aren't we? <laughs> We're going to pump that little fucking invalid me- Messi. <laughs> He's doped up. He's doped. He's gills. Definitely. Allegedly, definitely go- doped. <laughs> Isn't he? I love it. Take to his gills. Dyer's going to smash Busquets up the arse. Nice. Uh, and prove who is the fucking Sam Allardyce trophy winner. <laughs> Um, but PSV, massive, massive game, isn't it? Um, we're playing away in Eindhoven. Last time Spurs went there, uh, kicked off majorly. Yeah. It was the Yid Army versus the PSV Relen. I don't know what that means. Yeah. That was their, that's their firm. It kicked off all over the place. So hopefully some little tasty straighteners on the on the streets of Eindhoven. <laughs> but pretty much guaranteed that everyone's going to be in Amsterdam getting, getting off their kite. I, um, I feel quite a lot of tickets have been... Uh given back to Tottenham what do you mean so you know people that applied for tickets and then they found that you have to collect your ticket on the day in Eindhoven and show passports and shit like that so the people that had applied for those tickets obviously um, maybe they weren't going or got tickets for their mates and because they weren't going and didn't have well, so they might have like bought tickets so for they, loyalty points or something. Well, they may have bought it for loyalty points, or they may have bought it to get a, get a ticket and give it to their mates. That's or, what we do. Or, well, what else would you do? Yeah. Really? Do you remember the last time we watched Spurs at PSB? Me and you were in the pub in uh, the Hope and Anchor. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Who was in golf yeah, at PSB? Yeah. Uh, the octopus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aurelio Gomez. Yeah, yeah. He saved a penalty. He did say, he yes. saved two, I think. Genus. He also yeah. tipped over a Steve Malbonk uh, volley just outside the box, which oh, would have. Shit. Um, the perfect top on that night scored a peach of a volley, didn't it? He cut back to him, he just smashed it in. Um, it went out on penalties. You were inconsolable, that. Uh, um, I am inconsolable. Uh, m- uh, most <laughs> losses, but like, especially like the, the, those type of games, yeah. I. I do take it. The thing is, with, with those games, I, I take it really hard. And the only uh, solace that I have is I look over at my dad and he's going for it worse, <laughs> which then makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> because I, cause I'm just like, Dad, you're 65. Do you not know how this story is? Yeah, you, it's and never going like, to work out. Fucking hell. Like, he's just swearing all the way over. It's making me giggle, man. Do you want posh out still? No, I think what? it's Team Potts. Team, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Who does he... Who, who, so he was a bit like Yang Wan in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he's back on board. Yeah, he's back on board. But who do players do he hate? Who's he hating? Um, is he Sissoko or...? I don't know, actually. Do you know what? I haven't um, I haven't heard him single out a player for a while, you know, actually, which is odd for my dad. Maybe he's just getting soft in the old age. There's no PSB have won nine games in the bounce in the Eredivisie. Eredivisie. They have lost the same amount of games in the Champions League as us. Um, but, yeah, they're flying. In. They're flying. But who gives a shit? Because Vincent Janssen was also top goal scorer there. <laughs> and he can't even get... A, what's he doing? Like, what's he up to now? Apparently he's seen at the training ground. Was he? What's he doing there? Because he hasn't got a shirt Stick number. Swimming. No, get him out. If he wants to swim, he can go down fucking the Aqua, aqua Lounge or whatever it's called. <laughs> the, the Lido. Go down the Rice Lip Lido. He just turns up for his lunch every day in the canteen and then goes home again. <laughs> How demoralising must it be? Like he's, he's got 17 caps for Holland. 17 caps for Holland. He, has, he is paid at least £50,000 a week for Spurs. And they're like, you're not having a shirt number, you're not good enough. Yeah. But Joe and Potts was like, oh, hopefully that'll motivate that weird little man. Into yeah, it. it does seem cruel. I just give him a squad number. Give him a forty-five. Give him forty-five. Yeah, forty-five. Who's got forty-five? No one. <laughs> no one's got forty-five. Just give him the number. Give him the number. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not on, is it? Um, yeah, PSV. Are you uh, just quickly round the table? Do you think we'll win this? Can we win that? Can we win the, the the return leg at Wembley? Can we beat Inter Milan? And can we get something on that final game day at Barcelona? Definitely think we can beat PSV twice, but also we shouldn't take them for granted because they have got some good players. Lozano, the winger, is superb. Uh, and the young as well. He's got he's got eight goals, yeah. eight goals Newcastle, each. Yeah, he's he's on good form. I mean, he's not great. He's not a great player, but. 
But it's Holland. Like the league yeah, is gar- he's garbage. He's built momentum now, hasn't he? So, but Lozano's got eight goals and three assists in nine appearances this year. What do you what, what do you think? Delict Spurs. Have you seen much of him? I like him. Yeah. You know, he's been linked to Tottenham. Yeah, I fifty think, million pounds. Yeah, I think he's beyond Spurs level now. To what are you yeah. talking about? Well, do you think Davinson Sanchez didn't? You didn't feel maybe when everyone else was going after Davinson Sanchez that you thought he was beyond Spurs level? No, he was. He was a little more under the radar than Delict. Delict's yeah. a superstar now. He's, he'll go to Barcelona. Do you enjoy your life? <laughs> Do you enjoy shitting on everyone's parade? How, why don't we just believe a little bit? He might come to Tottenham. Be, like, why would he go to Barcelona? Like, in front of him is... Who the fuck? Who's, who's the defence for them? He, he probably, he'd probably have a chance of getting in. Well, maybe not immediately, but... yeah. There's a, there's a, you can a beeline for our first team. You can join Barcelona in three years. Why not come to Spurs? Ericsson's there for Tongan. You've seen it out of Herald. It's got, it's, Vincent Janssen. Vincent Janssen has come. What if he's best mates with Vincent Janssen? Yeah, well, that's going to be problematic, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by the Fans Bet, uh, the betting company that gives back half of its profits back to Tottenham. Um, join up and sign up at fansbet.com. When you do, use the drop down at the Fighting Cock. And uh, half of anything you lose goes back to doing good things for the Spurs community. That's it. Now, are we breaking now? Yeah. Are you all going to do... Done it. You've done it? Yeah, done it, mate. All right. Brilliant. <laughs> are you going to be able to email it to me? Cause... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still recording because my phone's fucked. Yeah. Windy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the youth teams, the under-18s had a 6-1 win on Saturday morning against Aston Villa. They went behind, um, but we, we scored uh, too quickly through Parrott and Armando Shishua, who both scored again later in the match. And Dylan Markande scored a solo goal, and Lewis Binks rounded off the scoring. So really... Um, strong game again from the under-18s who are just flying at the moment. They really are. They're, they're, a, they're a great side, um, lots of good individuals and a great team ethic as well. The under-23s also had a win. They, they beat Leicester 1-0 on Friday afternoon. I managed to stream the game. I was off work, so Leicester was streaming the game and it was, it was a good watch um, in, a, in a couple of different ways. Firstly, Leicester were really good in the first half. I was very impressed. They pressed us incredibly high and made it very difficult for us to get out of our own half. And we showed really good resilience, actually. Jaffet Tanganga was great at the um, heart of our defence. He, he really put in a good shift. And in the second half, we were like a new team. We counterattacked really well. Jack Rolls was often at the forefront of those counterattacks. And he ended up scoring the only goal of the game, having missed a really good chance moments earlier. I felt Rolls deserved it for his um, second half performance. He was the player with the kind of creative vision and the one who is doing things a little differently so hats off to him um, a solid if unspectacular game from the 23s and a good result there in terms of Aloni's Marcus Edwards played once again for Excelsior and by all accounts he had a solid game uh, lots of dribbles as you expect he was fouled a lot and that's becoming a feature of Edwards in the Netherlands he's getting fouled rather rather a lot which is you know, a, a good thing in terms of winning free kicks, winning um, set pieces, but it's not what you, not what you'd hope for, and not what you'd expect to see. But when the player has that much individual skill, they do become a target. So um, we shouldn't expect anything less. That's it for this week. If interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at Wendy Coys. That's Coys for Common Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cop podcast, Windy, what's going on with the youth? We're, we're smashing it, are we? Yeah, really good. Is this the best crop of young players that you've seen? I, saw, I listened to your youth, pod, your youth updates on, um, not youth updates, the whole podcast. Two podcasts. Yeah, two podcasts. The youth part one. Yeah. The, the Tottenham youth part two. Uh, and, and I listened to it and it was really good. It was really interesting. Thanks. Um, very lucky to have two very knowledgeable guests. Um, one, yeah, for sure. Carl, who's been on the podcast before, who's just knows everything about uh, youth from I mean he he Carl is would you say he's like 
like how would you compare your knowledge to his would you if you were having some sort of dungeons and dragons war off i'm nothing (laughs) really i I, I would be a mummy i don't know if that's a good thing or not and he would be like Like a a dragon i was thinking like um a warlord is that good (laughs) really he's well he's He's got encyclopedic knowledge. He watches the under-14 uh, Riga Cup videos that get released. Is that all right? I mean, that's too loves, much, isn't it? He loves football. Too much, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> no, God bless you. But, um, yeah, he knows loads about it. And so, then, so, so go on. Kai, who was the West Ham fan as well. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, he was... Um, that's even weirder, because Spurs are good, obviously going to have... Well, what does it, how, how, do our, how does our academy compare to, say, West Ham's or... They are decent, but we are better. Really? Um, so they brought on one of the players that he'd mentioned in a weekend's game and he played 50 minutes. He, he came on for Yarmolenko when he got injured. Who's that? Grady Dian Garner. Uh, how old is he? Like 21, maybe. Is that youth? That's, it should, 20, should be in there by now. Well, t- <sighs> so ours aren't. Walker no. Peters isn't. He's nearly 22. Will you give up the walk? But he's never going to play for us, right? right? He should do. He should do. Should you, do you reckon? <laughs> he's really good. No, he should His leave. His little face. He should leave. <laughs> he should leave, he shouldn't should he? Leave, he should yeah, go and get yeah, another job. Yeah, yeah. get another yeah. job. It's like you're not wanted. <laughs> You've had your chance. You've got two man in the match performances off two performances. <laughs> you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he is. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so go on, tell us some some of the players you're excited about. Oliver Skip, he's been in amongst the the um, the first team. Got the PL2 Player of the Month. Is, it? is that significant? Very significant. N- mostly because it's normally attacking players who win that. So the last Spurs player to win the PL2 Player of the Month was Kyle Walker-Peters about three years ago. Of course. Um, Skip is sensational at both ends of the pitch now. He's he's, he's really like a box-to-box midfielder, but he's quite underrated in his creative passing. He's gets catches the eyes of a defensive player because he, he'll put in a crunching tackle and then bring the ball away. How can you compare him to a uh, player that we know? I've always said Matic, but I think he's, he might actually be better going forward than Matic. So if Matic was playing that level at his age... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, not better than Matic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you see him being able to break into our first team? Yeah, no reason why not. He's really good. He's really good. Did you always see that, though, throughout his progression? Or was you... uh, so he's only 17, 18 now, so he's still really young. But I saw him first when he was 15, and he looked quality then. Partly because, he, I mean, it helps that he was tall already for a 15-year-old, so mm. he could hold his own physically. And he stands out. Yeah, yeah, and it, but he just does. He makes the right decisions and does the right things, if that makes sense. So even if things aren't working out, he'll continue to do the right things, and I think that's a really good trait in a young player. So he has a process about the way he plays. Absolutely. And what 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 is it about him, his play, that you think would stand up to Premier League football? Is it that he's, is he brave enough to? Is he strong enough? Is he does he, is his technique there? What is it? All of those things, and he's also a bit of a um, bit of a teacher's pet. So he'll carry out instructions to the absolute letter. And mm. I think Pochettino will love that. And I think that's probably why he's already in first-team squads. And uh, we've got Troy Parrott. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's 17. Yeah, 16, uh, maybe. Six, six. 16 or 17 on the on the cusp. Up top. Yeah. And well, yeah, hold much hopes for him? Or, he, and, and if not him, what other players? You, you can tell his quality. So he's kind of... He's a little bit mercurial himself in, in a strange way. He's got that. Um, so Carl compared him to Berbatov, and I think that's there's a little there is something in that that he has got flicks and tricks up front, and that's quite unusual at academy level. You normally just see players either running onto the ball and, and finishing, or or playing with their back to goal. But actually, he tries things, and it's it's quite refreshing. Do you think Spurs are doing anything to kind of harness that mercurial attitude, or would they prefer him? I think they want him to become more of a team player who will hold the ball up and, and bring others into the game. And he and he's that's clearly the focus, and he's working on that part of his game, and it's working well. The thing is, he is such a big star already in the island youth team. Yeah, he's the he's the focal point. Everything revolves around him. He's got a hat trick for them in the international break. He's, right. he's kind of their main big dog. What level was he playing at for them? Uh, under nineteen. Okay, but there's talk of him getting a cap for the full Irish team so that they can tie him down. Because he has some sort of English... Exactly. Uh-huh. So he's got links to, I think... Whatever happens to Dean Parrott? He plays for Gillingham. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Do better than him, <laughs> Troy. 
But there's other. I mean, there's other good players as well. So there's the thing is we've got such a good group that there's good, there's quality in every position. And it's mm. really refreshing to see. We've got some good centre backs. Got good holding midfielders, attacking midfielders. Dylan Markande, who's the um, Indian kid who plays right wing, he's got a bit of everything about him as well. Really, really kind of Edwards esque. Um, in, in his kind of centre of gravity and, and skill on the ball, um, but kind of a bit more low key than Edwards, and, and dare I say, a little bit more of a team player. Um, we, we can't not talk. We can't talk about youth football without talking about Edwards. Um, he's out on loan. Um, do, is it what's the name of the team? Excelsior. That's right. Yeah. Cracking, uh, cracking name for a club. And he's starting, it? isn't he, for the first team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's he was sent off, but he was also he won penalties. He looks exciting. Um, what, what do you think was behind sending him out on loan? What, is it about his attitude? Is there an attitude problem, or is that some sort? I don't know. So I know that what the stuff about his Norwich loan is true. There's no getting away from that. That he turned up late for training apparently repeatedly. Now repeatedly could mean he did it three times, or it could mean he did it every day. He was on loan there. I mean, once is enough. Isn't it? Once is enough. Exactly. You're That's, a professional footballer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it kind of tarnishes the reputation of the club as well as him as a player so he needed to be disciplined for that I'm sure he was um, Is there problems with his family still or do you know? I don't know I honestly don't know so it's difficult it's difficult to say so he, the, the, there was talk that he, he's, he was getting a lot of advice from his family that was contrary to stuff that he should have been doing but who knows the truth only, only the people involved know the truth to be honest I think Edwards just needed an arm around the shoulder and I don't think he got that from Spurs I think they were happy to castigate him um, I'm sure it works both ways and um, perhaps he took the piss what's his, what's his contract situation I think he's got another year after this one ok so he did sign a new contract then. he did sign two years eventually yeah okay well we'll see hopefully it all works out because yeah. everyone's still excited by best him, case scenario is he carries on having a really good season in the Eredivisie carries on getting rave reviews and then we can't ignore him when he comes back fair enough um, we, we've been linked heavily with Barrios yeah. this is that arsehole place with Colombia proper dickhead against England yeah. wind up merchant yeah I like it I want to get him in there I like the wind up merchants <laughs> we have we've got Lamella get another one in there like you got him, you got Dyer. We don't take any nonsense. Um, getting in their ear rolls, being niggly. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know much more about him. I know he's coming from South America. Um, the reports are that we agreed a contract with a player, and we just got to agree a fee with his club. Then there was other co- uh, stories coming out saying that we haven't agreed, and then Spurs aren't interested. Generally, when that happens, when Ben Pierce actually it was Ben Pierce who broke that. When we don't. When he comes out and says, when, for, for, as what he understands, we're not interested, generally shit doesn't happen. But then nothing happens at Spurs, transfer-wise. So, um, I don't know, it'd be interesting. I, I think it'd be a good addition to the squad. I don't know if he's much better than what we have already. I don't know if he's going to be better than Dyer or Dembele. I don't know what it'll offer more. You know, Wanyama. That's the concern. So, Dembele, obviously, we know about. His injuries are getting the better of him he's going to leave they, they tried to get rid of him in the summer they'll try to get rid of him in January and if not then next summer I'm sure they'll live on a free won't he? yeah exactly And but Wanyama's the concern because he doesn't look himself at all since injury he hasn't been fit has he? he I don't I feel like he's lost confidence in, his, in himself physically now yeah I'll tell you some more positive news on, do you like XG Rick? No. I, I, so I didn't like it either. I didn't, didn't understand it. I don't know. It's about fucking putting the ball in the onion there, isn't it? But I read an article on the BBC today. Yeah. Apparently Arsenal, shit. They're shit. <laughs> According to XG, they're shit. So they should be... Let me read this out to you. Um, so this is a, a BBC article about Arsenal and their form and how they're drastically overperforming. So going by this formula... Uh, the XG formula. We see that Emery's Arsenal have eight more points than they should have. According to Grace Note, which is a company that works in XG, says Arsenal were perhaps fortunate to have won against Watford, Newcastle, Everton and Cardiff. This is driven by a near 50% increase in the number of goals Arsenal has scored, 19, in comparison to what is expected from the quality of their chances, 13. Aubameyang, Lacazette, Ozil, Mustafi and Zaka all have more goals to their names this season than the quality of their chances would suggest that they should have. So I took this as like, an Arsenal fan's going to go, well, we're, we're being clinical. We're doing incredible, incredibly well. Um, but actually, if you look at it, 
on average, Arsenal this season have converted 20% of their shots on target. That's insane. Because the average for the Premier League, this is including an average that's made up by Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, Man United, Chelsea. Um, 8% is the average. Arsenal at 20% currently. So you might think, oh, they're playing really well. That's really good. That's a positive thing. It's not a positive thing. Because what they're going to have to do, when their chance conversion uh, goes back to normal, like it will, because... That's the average that proves the rule. Always 8%. They're going to have to create double the chances they are to maintain that 20%. So what I'm saying here, and why I mentioned XG, Rick, is that Arsenal are on course, according to XG, to finish 11th in the league. I like XG. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) It's good. Any thoughts on, uh, on any of that? I love hearing that, and I think... That I would agree. Like I've seen Arsenal through two or three times this season, and that bears out in watching them. You know, they're they're not they're not as good as their results have suggested. They are capable of scoring some brilliant goals, um, as you would do when you've got a front line that costs nearly a million pound a week. Exactly, and Lacazette's playing out of his skin. However, they're really poor at centre back. Still, they mm-hmm. they need a centre back urgently. They've got Ramsey likely to leave in January. Mkhitaryan's hardly set the world alight. They've now got an awkward situation with Aubameyang and Lacazette and how they fit them into the same team, along with Ozil. Um, I don't think everything's as rosy. The, the thing that concerns me is I think they have probably fixed their goalkeeper <coughs> problem and also... What, they, with Leno? Yeah, and also their central midfield. I with think, Torreira. And Ganduzi. Ganduzi, yeah. who, who looks really good as well. He looks all right. I think those signings are really good signings, but they do need they. They're not, to, they're to not be like league winning signings. Aren't no, they? exactly. To be to be an elite team, they need to spend fifty million on a centre back, probably a hundred million on two centre backs. To be honest, and then work out what they're doing with their attacking midfield. We've got some questions. Uh, K Ward Cummings. He says, "I don't think you you all really flashed out which teams in the Premier League you fear and why." Was interested in that. Um, are there any teams in the Premier League? from your perspective as a Spurs fan currently, Rick, that you fear? I mean, I, I, I've got to fear, I've got to say, when the, the, back in the day, I'd fear any team in the top six, top seven. I yeah. think, well, that's a free hit. We're not going to get a result. Playing Chelsea, we're never going to beat them. Let's just enjoy the game. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, we're going to dick Chelsea. We're going to dick Liverpool. We're going to dick Arsenal. The only ones that I fear, genuinely, I think that we, we're never going to get a result against them is probably City. I, um, I, I don't, I don't particularly fear any team at the moment, um, and I think on our day, we're, like we can beat anyone. Um, what one team that always kind of um, it's a bit of a sticking point for us is when we play against Liverpool because like the firepower they we beat them four one last year. Yeah, th- there is that, but then we we, we lost them two 0 this this season. Two one convincingly. Yeah, two one. They, they, they could have had more. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're attacking players and they play uh, similar to us. And some sometimes you know they, they get the better they they have had the better of us. Um, but again, like you know when we played Man City, like you were saying, you know we, we've beaten them. So it's I, although you know Fortress White Lane back then, but the, there isn't. There is, like, like you're saying, like, you know, a few seasons ago, you would be like, oh, fuck's sake, man, we've got that, and you'd be shitting it. But not anymore, though, is it? Not anymore. No, it's 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 weird. Like, there, each game, even like Champions League games, I'm like, nah, mate, bring it on. I mean, there was a period of that Barcelona game where you thought, we've got, we've got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got this. I mean, we didn't have it. No. <laughs> I mean, and they could have scored six. Yeah. But uh, there was a moment, and, and Spurs made me believe that, that we could actually topple... The best team in Spain and probably the best team in Europe. Um, there, there, there is that though. I mean, like going into the game, it was nervy coming coming up against you know, arguably uh, the best team in Europe. Um, and, and I thought we could have beaten them. Um, as the game panned out, it, it you know it went a bit left field, but then we got ourselves back into it. And I thought we could have you know we could have got the equaliser. And uh, when you have flashbacks about that game, Rick. Give me what, what? What do you think? Like, cause I've got a specific moment in that Barcelona Spurs game. A moment that, that flashed back to you. Uh, the moment that flashed back to me exactly was um, I was saying to my dad, um, <laughs> stood next to me. I was like, Dad, 
if we can like weather the storm, be like, a composed Tottenham, mm. um, not concede within the first uh, 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> and if we... Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> why have you done that, man? Why have you why done have that? Why have you done this? <laughs> that, you and anything? I was just like, oh, fuck, we're in for a long night. My, mine was the, 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 the two minutes where Messi went through and hit the exact same yeah. shot yeah, hit the yeah, post yeah. twice that's what keeps coming back to mind and also um, Harry Winks nicking the ball off Messi and charging forward with it was beautiful. a glorious moment beautiful what do you think about Harry Winks really it looks I, exciting I'm really he? excited to see him get back to where he was before he got injured and just so happy that he's managed to do it so quickly we really need him at the moment another player with some sort of chronic injury that needs I to be know. managed yeah there's a few of them knocking around not quite right. but he, is, he's, he seems to be coming back to the fore I'm not sure if he'll start next week he definitely won't start against PSV because I think Dembele will you think um, Dembele and Dyer. I think Dembele and Dyer will, will start in midfield um, yeah that, I can't see anything else there um, Zach uh, anyone else you fear anyone you fear Liverpool City the thing with Chelsea is I don't fear Chelsea but I fear Hazard because he can just do anything so I wouldn't necessarily be full of fear going to the game but every time he gets the ball I'll be thinking he's, yeah, he's, gonna score. he's definitely going to score yeah. Yeah. Gonna curl in. yep it's good score. <laughs> um, we've got Zach Smilovic. He says, "Are we really even good?" <laughs> That's such a massive question. What do you mean? What are we good in compared to who? Like compared to fucking West Ham? Yeah, we're if, really if good. If we'd beaten Watford, we'd be top of the league. We'd be top of the league. So is that good? Is that all right for you, Zach? Yeah. Like, just you, like it, it winds me up. Not Zach doesn't wind me up. It's just an honest question. It's an interesting one, but it winds me up about like what people expect and what what they want and of course we're good yeah like you don't win seven games out of nine in the Premier League unless you're good unless you're one of the top five sides in the entire country unless you've invested to be that you know we're, we're good we are good <laughs> very fucking good um, I, we're like, better than we have been since the Premier League began but people get we're not get confused but like they see the trophy as the full stop on your, yeah, they're good now, because you can have any team, like a Wigan, that wins an FA Cup, were they good? But I guarantee, like, though, but, if we'd won the if we won a League Cup or an FA Cup last season, people would be having the same conversations now. Yeah. It wouldn't mean, the, the trophy wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, exactly. I don't think, anyway. Do you think um, Zach's surname looks like a nickname that someone would give to a grumpy person? Smile of it. All right, smile of it. <laughs> cheer up, mate. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. need to cheer up, Zach. No, that's, I like Jack. I like Zach. Do you yes. know him? Um, no, never well, in my what life. What do you mean you like him then? What um, do you mean? I just like his little smile. All right, fair enough. <laughs> is that all it takes yeah. to get a follow? Yeah, why not? That's not true, is it? Because you go for your coal once a year. <laughs> goes go for his followers. Why, actually? I should do that. Do another, he's, got, he's up to 500, him. Nah. Am I up to 500? Yeah, you said that to me. Yeah, well, I, I can't remember now. I thought it was 400. I only follow birds now. I was, was going to take that. Fit birds with their whappies out. That's not true. Uh, we'll look at my followers to see that's not true. Um, Robert Gray says, with the performances of Lamella and Lucas this season, are the changes in the system and the changes in the system, what would be your starting 11 right now? Wendy, give me your 1-2-11 starting. Who's our best team in the formation of your choice? This is really tough. Give it a go, though, in so, a really concise way. Are we, but, okay, so he says if, if all were fit. So are we yeah. saying all fit and at the absolute top of their abilities? So yeah, why not? this isn't Hung Min Son now, this is Hung Min Son. This when is what he you know he can year. be. All right. Wow. Okay. So we've got Back Gazig Negan goal. <laughs> all right. Loris in goal. We've got, so we, are, we, are we agreeing with a one, sorry, a four, two, three, one? I think probably. Go on then. Yeah. It doesn't matter really. I mean, it's just a bit of fun. So Trippier, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Rose... Winks and Dyer. Oh, nice, the I just don't think the belly's ever going to get back to what he was two okay, years ago. Okay, all right. Winks and the, the Winks and Dyer. Uh, Lamella. Um, sorry, Ericsson and Kane. Definites. Delhi on the left, probably, and probably still Son. So Lucas and Lamella wouldn't get in. It's really difficult because the other option is Sanchez in the back three. Mm. Son doesn't play in the and back Son three. Play. Either does he? Yeah. Can you explain why Son doesn't fit when you play three at the back? Because you have to drop Kane, Eriksen or um, Delhi, And that's they're three of our best players. And they play in a kind of triangle at the top. The other option is you can play Eriksen in midfield. You don't get the best out of him then, though. But then uh, Ali can play midfield. 
Yeah, yeah. I think we haven't done that enough. I think Ali can. He has looked really good when he's played there, but yeah. the thing is, he scores so many goals and he's such a creative player. So many problems to deal with, and these yeah. are good problems. Good problems. And do you know what yeah. problems? Good problems. Yeah. Nathan on the extra inch made a really, really good point. This, it's it sounds so obvious, but our players don't have positions, and I love that. You shouldn't float. You shouldn't. You shouldn't like assume a player fits into this neat little box, which is that player's a left winger. That player's a right winger because under Pochettino, there's so much flexibility. So Deli Ali doesn't have a position. He can play central midfield, left wing. Central, he can play behind striker. He can probably play as a false nine. I'm sure he'd do a job on the right. He doesn't have a position. He's fluid. So there's 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 some world that exists where Pochettino tweets you, DMs you, slides into your DMs, right? And he says, Chris, I've got fifty million pounds. All right, we know, me and you, we know what our best first eleven is, but one of them's got to be replaced. Who do you spend fifty million replacing? Yeah, I guess. It's I, got, I, I mean, don't know. I do know. He's going to say Trippier. Yeah, of course. It's no, obvious. It's not a, don't say it like that. Don't say it's that because you, you've, you've, you've disguised your agenda quite well. <laughs> but don't just throw him <laughs> under I'll, the bus. Because what other full, what, what fullback in the last twenty years would have delivered that ball to Sissoko? Dean Austin wouldn't have done that. Carl Walker wouldn't have done that. Carl Walker. Stephen Carr would not have delivered that ball. He's got his strengths. Yeah. Kieran Trippier would have. Uh, so you, you think Trippier is the biggest upgrade? Uh, Trippier can... and Rose. Yeah. Okay. Not Dyer. All Dyer. Do you think and those? See, that's the other position that is a problem. Central midfield. Yeah. Uh, uh, Central midfield as well. I'd say. Dyer. Um, I, I think for um, Dembele's injuries and stuff like that. Um, I would like there's that uh, that player uh, I can't pronounce it Indumbele. Mm. Yeah. Um, and watching his uh, YouTube showreel is amazing. I think that's uh, what one, one, wants. one of those players that can uh, kind of uh, bring together like the defence and midfield and patch that gap there um, and do it with with style. I mean, like Dembele does it with style. You know he's going to drop the shoulder and shift quickly, and he does it. But how often is he there now? And how you know the injuries playing up on him? And this young guy that is just belting through it. Uh, that's what it's a I weird one though because we've got kind of a player for each position. You've got Winks, 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 and Dembele can't play together because they're too similar. So you've got Wanyama or Dyer. Wanyama's injured. You've got Dembele who's chronically injured. And Winks. So you've got a first two, first starting, they're going to be Winks and Diet. Yeah. We need cover there. We need to buy it. So you're going to spend £50 million. And I think the club know that. Yeah. But the clubs, the, the, the players that have been linked, to, and the belly and, um, and Barrios, if that is, if there's any truth in that. They are trying to remedy that. Situation. If there's a financial issue, then they'll sell Dembele for 10. They'll, they can sell Janssen for 2.5. Going back, <laughs> going back to. Um, Flav's original question and uh, Poch slides into your DMs. There's a DM and it's got. What if you just said suck my dick? What would you do? What would you do, Chris? He's a convincing man. You suck his dick. You, well, the thing is, you wouldn't know. I'd be so furious if what, you didn't. Uh, you, you wouldn't know. <laughs> it, 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 he wouldn't be called Mauricio Pochettino. It's, Much Poch. Uh, and, uh, and the avatar as well. Uh, it'd just be an egg. It'd be Perry. So, <laughs> so there'd be an egg with some weird name, and he's, like, he's trying to convince you that he is Poch. What questions would you ask him to convince... It'd be about his that, son. Yeah, that... that yeah. What, what, you got? Real... what you got? What would you ask? What position does your son play? What does he play? He's a right-winger. Is he still on our books? Yes. Should he be? No. Are you saying it's that? It's so obvious that he's only there for one reason, and that that's is because he's the son of the manager. That's mad. I, that doesn't strike me as a thing that Pochettino no, would do. No, I know. It's really weird. So what's worse about it is... Maybe they just like him. intake of players, they had some quality players that didn't make it because they put him in instead. It's the same with Tanya's son. He's also... He's Timo Tanya's son? Yeah, Maxi Tanya. What? 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 Leverage does Tanya have on the club that I would guess, enable him to play? I don't know. It's so, you know, we- it's so Ste- weird. Stephen Clements was another one. He should never have gone through to the first team. He was I, all right, Clements. I, I know someone who played with him at youth level, and the, le- the, the amount of support that he got compared oh, to imagine, any yeah. other players was unrivaled. Yeah. And I met Ray Clements, and he was a dick. Him <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in and Terry Venables, yeah. pair of utter dicks. I've done this before on the pod. Uh, finally, uh, Paul Sandy Peters, he says, what's the worst question you've had in eight years of doing the pod? The worst question was, um, 
would you rather have a dying toddler yeah. sellotaped to your shin or eight cats sellotaped to your head forever? A, t- a dying toddler never dies. Yeah. And we never answered it because whoever answer- asked that question is a fucking grim human being. Yeah. I think I'll go for the dying toddler though. I don't know. This, uh, oh, yes. I'm a, I'm a little bit allergic to cats, so... <laughs> You've got to go for the dying toddler. Go for the toddler. I think I'd probably go for the cats. I couldn't, yeah... I, I couldn't, couldn't deal with this dying toddler. Because no. how would you live your life? No, no. What are they dying from? I reckon polio. <laughs> Elvis school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a polio-ridden toddler. Shit, that's not good. No, that's not good. No, we shouldn't even entertain this. Um, but, uh, Paul, Sandy, Peters, this is your challenge this week, if you're still listening to us, if you're one of the 30%. Right? Come up with the worst question, and I promise you, if it appalls us enough, we'll answer it next week. Yeah. If you can do it. If not, um, then never listen to the pod again. You're pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got a little shout-out to go out to as well. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. We've got to get sensible. Uh, yeah, 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 got to get sensible. Go on. Well, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a tie-in, but um, uh, a really good mate of mine, yeah. uh, Chris, he is running the London Marathon. He's tr- been trying to get in for over 10 years, uh, been unsuccessful, and he's gone the charity route, um, and it's in aid of uh, a charity that uh, supported his father and... Coincidentally, it's the 10th anniversary of his father's passing. And um, just a shout out to everyone. I'm going to be. I'm going to send a tweet this evening, and this is going to be the place where you can donate to, to him. He's a Spurs fan, and and basically, I am never, ever, ever going to run the London Marathon, and this is my closest chance I've got. <laughs> so I'm going to be running the marathon through Chris, <laughs> right? So it's his body, my mind. And uh, just donate kindly. I know that I know you thirty percenters. I know you like, and plus I told him I'm a bit, bit of a big man on a podcast. Have you? So don't look, don't make me look like a mug. Like just just do do pay whatever. If you got if you can Little afford a coins. pint, in, yeah, yeah. If you can afford a pint in the weekend, yeah, then you can afford to donate to. Is, is it mines? Was it mines? Uh, uh, it's um, if you can afford to pay. If you can afford like five quid. Headway, and you, and the charity's headway. Yeah, uh, headway for Ricky's mate, who's running the marathon, who listens to the podcast, does he? Yes. All right, good, because otherwise yeah. I'd have... Kind of yeah, yeah, there is no way I would yeah. Is he one of the 30%? Uh, He's going to get to this point? He, he will get to this point. What's his right? name? Chris. Chris, was that it? Yeah. Okay. What's your, what's your saying? Uh, you no, ain't you, that, you're a you? fucking you dick. Why give away my government name? I didn't know. Right, mate. Yeah, you know. should have beat. So you knew you did it as well. I did, but I couldn't be fucked. Yeah, I know you didn't. Uh, so Chris is running the marathon. He's doing it for a good cause. Please support him. If you've got five quid and you're not going to miss it, go over to Ricky's tweet and we'll, we'll retweet it as well yeah, on yeah, the yeah. fighting cock uh, and give some money. Other than that, I, I, I want to say as well. Like, <laughs> obviously, I, I can't guarantee this, but if Chris beats Bardi's, uh, is he fit? This guy. Yeah, he can run. Can he? Yeah, he can run. Can we have a runoff of him what, and Bardi? Well, that's what I'm hoping if for. Bardi's I, head would explode. If, if Chris beats Bardi, Bardi is banned from the final <laughs> for six months. Six months. All right. <laughs> Chris, so uh, we'll find out what Bardi's time was. Yeah. If, if Chris beats it... Bardi's not allowed on the extra inch or the fighting cock. Oh, shit. No, no, no. I can see Chris. Oh, do you need him? You need Chris him. All right. Happy. He's not allowed on the fighting cock for six months. That's <laughs> a ban. That's a ban, it? Yeah, That's ban. a ban. Can I give a little shout-out as well? Oh, God. What, the fuck, <laughs> what have you got to promote? Well, nothing to promote. It's just... Um, so, a couple of times... I work in quite a big organisation, and a couple of times people have come up to me and mentioned the podcast. Which Are is, they which really? Is quite Does weird. that still happen? Yeah, it still happens. And uh, it happened the other day, and the lady who mentioned it is a, a lovely lady I work with. Um, What's her name? Kerry. And she said, "I don't." She went, "I don't actually listen to myself." Oh right. Um, it goes a bit too in depth for me. Okay. But um, her friend, uh, <laughs> oh, it was like it was like damn with faint praise. But her friend Martin Gibbons, I wanted to give it. Martin a Gibbons, what's the, what? Tell us a bit about Martin. Martin Gibbons. apparently is a legend who sorts out all the tickets for Spurs. He's like the the captain who's, who who gets all the tickets sorted for the Ledge. crew. Does Gibbo listen? Gibbo apparently listens. So, Gibbs, do you get to this point? No. Let us know, actually. Martin, Martin, Gib- Martin oh, Gibbo. 30%er. Yeah, if you're a 30 percenter, let us know. Tweet us, and nothing's going to happen, but we'll recognise it. <laughs> if if, give it, if give we a don't, cheeky, cheeky like. Yeah, if we, if you don't get if we don't get a tweet from Martin Gibbons um, next week within 
three days, um, then I'm retracting all of what you just said, <laughs> and Sh- Cheryl can't have Kerry. Kerry can't have that. <laughs> all right, good. Can I turn this off now? Yeah, go for it. Matt. Oh, imagine if Barley's not allowed back on. <laughs> the best ever. Yeah, everyone's sick of him anyway. Yeah. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network.